Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to Café After Hours, where the cafecito is strong, the cheese is long, and the pan dulce may be vegan. We are your hosts, Michelle and Fanny. Think of us as your newest besties, primas, comadre, or honestly, whatever. Here, we will be chatting it up about almost everything, but let's just not get too raunchy, okay? So go hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast app and follow us on Instagram at Café After Hours Podcast. Yay. I don't know why I like looked this way and I was like, it's me. <laughs> Anywho. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, so it is officially 2021. It is exciting things, I guess. I mean it's not 2020 anymore. But is it better? That's the real question. It's too early to tell. <laughs> Yeah. Question mark? A big question mark. Let's just not get ahead of ourselves, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Um, it is 2021. We're in January. Michelle, it was your birthday. Yes. I am officially a year older. I am so close to 30. <laughs> <laughs> so I turned 29 a couple of days ago. And wow my last year in my 20s like I don't know like I don't know if I feel any different or I don't know I mean I don't know how to feel it's you're getting closer to to that 30 the big 3-0 that when we were younger at least for me when I think like 30 it'd be like oh my gosh that's forever yeah I I looking back I'm like how did I even like 29? I don't even know how I got here. Which <laughs> prompted us to actually plan today's episode. Um, I know you and I kind of talked about it a little bit, but we've never officially made like a five-year plan. Like there's people that legit like they buy books, they do this whole thing. They like, I mean, there's people that do like vision boards and stuff. And like, I can't, like, not that I can't, I mean, I, I'm sure I can, but it's a lot it's a lot like even so I have a passion planner and you had one for 2020 Mm -hmm. um the front of it like the front cover well the first few pages of it correct it is essentially that it's creating a plan but they just call it like a passion roadmap and personally like I always have trouble filling it out Cause I'm just like, I, I don't know. Like it just gives me so much anxiety, like having to think so far ahead. And I'm like, I can barely figure out right now. Mm-hmm. You want me to write down what I'm going to be doing like in three years, in five years. Oh Correct. God. Like what I did like about passion planner was the reflection part. So I like the reflection. Like I like looking back and being like, Ooh, maybe that wasn't the best idea, but I'm not good at planning ahead. So like, I think it depends on the situation, obviously, like everything I talk about, (laughs) but like, if we're going on a trip, obviously, like I have a game plan of what I want to do, but which I think I've met, we've mentioned in another episode that like even spontaneous moments have to be planned. So like, you know, if we go somewhere, like I have a list of places that I want to check out. I don't have an exact 
map of how we're going to do it, but this is on my list. Um, and you know, running around free is also on the list, you know, but I can't think about five years from now because I don't know what I'm going to want in five years. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'm, I've never been like, there's people that like, they're so sure of like everything they want and I'm not, I'm not that kind of person. Mm. Yeah, me too. I, 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 I can't like think that far ahead. Um, I think cause I like get consumed by the details of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I overwhelm myself. And the thing is like on passion planner, it, not only does it have like a year from now, three years from now, mm-hmm. like a few months from now. No, it also has lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. That's can I never did the lifetime it, one. I was like, I, I don't know. Family question mark? A house see, question but, mark? Like, I, see, like what does things, that mean? I see, I have trouble with those things because it's like, so my parents, I'm an only child. My parents wanted more children. My parents could not have more children. So it's like, I just feel like, how am I going to sit here and wish, like, no, I would like another child besides Luca, but I'm not going to set my whole, like, I'm not going to put all my eggs in one basket type of thing. And like, what if I can't, what if we, I don't know, like, I, I don't know what's going to happen in five years. I don't know. It's just, I can't tell you I'm going to own a home. Like I'm doing everything I possibly can to own one, but it's like, there's things that are literally out of my control like I I mean and not to mention like all those people who planned like early 2020 on their passion planner oh Mm -hmm. in three months I'm gonna be going traveling blah 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 all this stuff well COVID hit exactly I mean obviously then goals have to be Mm -hmm. shifted um but yeah it just it's one of those things where it's like I personally don't plan, but then when I look back, I'm like, dang, like you did stuff. It seemed like you kind of were going in a direction somewhat, maybe. What direction? I'm not sure. I mean, we might be going in circles. I don't know. We'll circle back in another three, five years and see where we're at. And let's just go from there. No biggie. <laughs> so the purpose of this episode is to take the time to reflect where we were five years ago and where we would like to be five years from now. And Michelle, you you did a helpful job of compiling a starting point to start thinking about these things. So yeah, you compiled a list. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Tell me why it took me hours and forever and so much like stress thinking about this. Like it stressed me out because I was like, I couldn't even, I kid you not. I couldn't remember what I was doing five years ago. And I, I don't know. I move on and I just keep going and going (laughs) and look back. And well, so I had to look at my pictures and I was like, oh, that's what I was doing. I did look back for, okay, so for podcast land. So I actually, I did two things. So I'm going to 
share the information and where I got it from. So one of them, um, one of the things I read pretty much the whole entire, her whole blog post, her name is Haley from the morning buzz blog. Um, and it's how to create a five-year plan. So she has seven steps on how to do that and kind of breaks everything down step-by-step. And it's intense. It's intense. (laughs) So I kind of just went ignore everything (laughs) and went to one of the steps, which is setting goals. Um, And she uses the 10 life categories. So I use those 10 life categories to kind of like put together something for us to reflect on and how we would like to move forward. Um, So the 10 steps are um, first family friends. The next is personal development, spirituality, finances, career slash business, romance, fun and recreational, giving and contribution, home, and the last is health and fitness. So those are the topics that we're kind of like, we reflected on. (laughs) And now we're like, where can we improve on (laughs) for the next five years? Yeah, this is like a a debrief, if you will. Um, Maybe like a quick little walk down memory lane in service to figuring out where do we want to be in five years yeah Um, we'll try to we'll try to link um that blog post in the episode notes and on instagram because i feel like um it's a really good there's a lot of information on how to put together a five-year plan if you get something you want to do or something you want to reflect on or whatever and we'll definitely make um we'll like make a list of all of these and kind of share it on Instagram, either on stories or something, just so you guys can let us know like where you were five years ago, where you hope to be in 10 years or so on and so forth. So um, keep an eye on Instagram for that stuff too. So right. where were you five years ago? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, five years ago, it was 2016. Um, you were 23. I, I was. Yes, I was. Thank you for keeping up with my age. I I, I honestly didn't do the math. So thank you. Fresh <laughs> um, out of college. Yeah, that's actually on my thing right here. Um, okay, so family and friends. Um, so I graduated. Uh, I graduated from UC Riverside winter of 2015 so 2016 like I was legit like both of us were legit like Mm -hmm. straight fresh out like we graduated um so family and friends specifically friends I was strengthening and cutting ties obviously the ones strengthening I was strengthening my friendship with you and Diana um cutting well (laughs) uh they shall remain nameless um at least for this episode um, we'll definitely have to do um story time episodes <laughs> <laughs> that's actually one that i was thinking like because one of these the romance one is complicated for me thinking back five years mm-hmm. um but anywho we're getting too ahead of ourselves um so um, yeah that was my family and friends in 2016 okay. Which actually, my 2016 was strengthening my friendship with you. 
So 2016, which you obviously didn't dive deep into, but um, you were in the middle of the blazing fucking heat of Tempe, Arizona. I don't know how people can live there, but if you live there, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I don't know how you can live in hundred degrees plus weather, <laughs> but you were there in the middle of the summer and you were struggling a little with um, yeah. the program yeah. you were with. I mean, that actually went under my personal development, so I see it as a okay. so as a positive we're like, now. We're, co- we're connecting. Okay, so um, you were not happy. I was Tempe. not. I was not. So I then boyfriend, my husband now, Kelvin, I was like, yo, like, it's not going so hot, like. I honestly don't even know, like, I literally just woke up and was like, she's not doing so hot. Like, she needs somebody there. And next thing you know, we're, like, packing our bags to go see Fanny in Tempe (laughs) for, like, literally, like, it was, like, two days or something. Yeah. Like, like, a day and a half. I don't even know. (laughs) Yeah. Like, legit, like, you told me, like, like within a day's notice that you both were just like gonna go like Kelvin like booked a hotel somehow and yeah I don't even know you guys were coming and I was like oh okay cool and like it really meant the world to me like it that summer was a lot and again part of strengthening Mm-hmm. What of course you mm-hmm. cutting um a lot of people who weren't there didn't yeah. care to be there yeah um but yeah yes. so I felt like that summer was so I, like obviously you were my <laughs> my friend that I was strengthening with um but I also feel like um with my parents because that was I want to say the first time I actually left home. I mean, I know it wasn't a trip, like an important trip, like a, not a, not important, like it wasn't a big trip or anything, but like it was the first time I was like, hey, I'm going to go do this without you type of thing. Like it wasn't a family vacation. It wasn't like, no. So like, I feel like that also helped me and my parents in a weird way. Like, I don't know, like it wasn't like, I mean, I wasn't asking for permission. Obviously, I was 24 years old or whatever. But it was, like, nice to be like, hey, like, I'm going to go do this. I want to have your blessing in doing this, you know? And they they totally were all for it. So, yeah. And that's a really big deal. Like, the first time you ask, you, I mean, you're not technically asking, but you're hoping that your parents mm-hmm. are okay with the first trip you take mm-hmm. on your own without them Mm -hmm. and especially in you know latino culture like that is a very big deal like your parents don't even let you have sleepovers (laughs) so yeah like that is that is a big deal the only house i was able to sleep at was like my uncle's house with my cousin mm -hmm. because that's my mom's brother and then my mom's sister 
I think that's what, that was it. Like, it was like within family. Like, it was never like at a friend's house or anything. I think I, yeah. I got. I honestly don't think I spent the night at any friend's house until I went to your house, and I stayed there. I think a couple times. Oh wow! I was like a grown adult. It was. <laughs> it's actually my next thing on my personal development. Oh. <laughs> so. so the reason why I stayed at your house, I want to say two nights in a row, was because I, so like Fanny said, we had just graduated that winter. So we technically finished school in 2015, but I didn't go, like I didn't do my ceremony until 2016, um, which Fanny skipped her ceremony and she didn't do commencement. But anywho, um, but that year, I don't know if it was like, maybe that spring, I'm not sure. It had to be because you were still here. Um, I presented my senior thesis at the Western Psychological Association Conference in Long Beach at like this really swanky hotel. And yeah, I remember that. I stayed the night at your house and you were my guest for my presentation. (laughs) Well, yeah, awkwardly, but that was that was a big deal mm-hmm. like that is a big deal mm-hmm. that better be on your resume mm-hmm. okay so yeah that was it was very fancy looking back like that is that was fancy um, I honestly feel like we didn't take advantage of that event well we were too young to like realize where we were mm-hmm. and also like what people were there um but yeah that was an amazing moment like you presented you did a poster presentation mm-hmm. on your senior thesis and that like that was that's awesome I remember like you did you were nervous I remember mm-hmm. that and I was like I mean I was trying to be supportive but in my mind I was like girl I would have been nervous too like I don't even <laughs> It was definitely overwhelming. And it's like, honestly, um, my advisor just like reached out after graduation and was like, hey, like, do you want to do this? Like, I support you 100%. And I was like, uh, what? Like, and yeah, it was crazy. And then people would walk by and I would have to like do my little spiel. It was like nerve wracking. <laughs> but anyhow, how was your personal development in 2016? <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I graduated in 2015 as well. Um, I did not participate in commencement, um, because I was off doing, um, some other shenanigans. Um, to be honest, I don't know if I can say their name. I don't know. I don't think so. It's just, yeah. Cause they're a teaching program. <laughs> Yeah, you know, a teaching, you know, being an educator for the United States. Um, <laughs> you got to work around it. <laughs> Let's go with that. If you know, you know. Um. So the yeah. speaking program. 
Yeah. Um, so I applied to this program um, in at the end of 2015. So my last quarter at UC Riverside and I was accepted and it is a very competitive program. I was so excited to get in. Just the application process um, was tough. It was, it definitely is like on par along with like applying to like doctoral programs. Like it it felt very similar um, in difficulty, but yeah, I got in and I was placed in uh, Las Vegas. So the Las Vegas Valley Um, and I was to start teaching in September. Um, but before that we had to do like a training, like intensive training, this thing called Institute. And basically everyone that was accepted to the program in the Western region of the country, uh, went to Tempe at, um, at ASU. Uh, so it was tough. Um, and I mean, I pulled through again that during the summers where I found out, you know, I know it's so cliche, but you find out who who you really can keep in your inner circle, who matters and who, you know, who is there for you. And, you know, you were definitely there. Um, and so that definitely strengthened our friendship and also like, you know, I was like, oh, Kelvin's a cool dude. He was willing. <laughs> well, we'll accept him in the group. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so that, that, that happened. Um, yeah, did that institute for five weeks, intensive training. Um, came back to L.A., to essentially pack up my things and move to Vegas, uh, which didn't last very long uh, because again, uh, things didn't work out the way that I thought they would. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also learned a lot about myself, about balancing what I listened to, you know, following rational logic uh, trains of thought and making decisions based on logic and rationale, but also letting my emotions also take the lead when making big decisions, like moving and starting an entire career um, in a place not familiar and at the ripe age of 22 at the time. So yeah, I gave that up and came back to Los Angeles and didn't know what to do with my life. Um, but yeah, that, that was personal development 2016. (laughs) Do you think, um, all those experiences made you start questioning things like spiritually? So I know for you, during that time that was like you kind of 
I'm not gonna say you detoured away or anything, but like I think it took you took a step back and like we're overlooking things. Yeah. Yeah, which I mean that is our next section, spirituality. Um I just wrote down questioning a lot of things because I was. Um I thought I knew what I wanted. I thought that this was the path that I was supposed to take because clearly it's something that so many people want, especially educators. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, who doesn't want that? Like fresh out of college, you have a job, you're going to get your uh, master's degree along with a credential, moving to a new city, you're stable, you're secure. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially a with a program like this one, um I thought that that's what I wanted and -hmm. it's what I prayed for and it's what I you know like if it's for me like let it be for me like if Mm -hmm. this is where I'm meant to go then I will be accepted into the program and if I'm accepted then that means that what's supposed to happen Mm -hmm. um and it didn't feel that way Mm -hmm. um which is really weird. Like I found a journal entry from the very night right before making the drive that summer to Institute before everything Mm -hmm. started. And it was a few sentences. And in it, I essentially wrote, I have this pit in my stomach And I don't know if this is what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm doing it. And now looking back, you should have listened. You Mm -hmm. should have, you know, taken a moment to reflect um, and think about, yes, it's something that is so, you know, big and it's like awesome to take on this new role, but just because the opportunity presents itself mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're ready mm-hmm. to take it on. And is it even the right opportunity to take on? Um, so that made me question a lot of things. Yeah, it was a very, very dark time. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, even once I came back, I felt a lot of shame and embarrassment because a lot of people were like backing me and having to face them and tell them, pues no la hice. Like that's, yeah, that's what it is. Like how do you, yeah. How do you, how do you explain that? And like, how do you get someone to understand? Mm-hmm. It just wasn't right that was another point where I cut even more ties. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, because there were friends who trivialized my experience to, you were just overwhelmed. So you were just overwhelmed and you and you decided to quit. And I was like, no, mm-hmm. that's, it's not that simple. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, thanks for showing me you weren't listening to all that I was explaining. Um, so it was a which, nerve cutting for you. Yes, it was your nerve cutting. Um, yeah. What about you? Um, so I think that year was, I don't want to say the opposite than yours, but I felt like that year I drew closer. So like, I feel like I leaned in more into participating at church in praying in 2014, my parents and I started going to a different church. Um, so I grew up Catholic and I did all my sacraments and like I did it all. I even participated in like catechism classes. So like I gave Sunday school classes to children, like little kids. Um, I was like, I wanted more. Like I, I always felt like I always been drawn to more and I always looked for it, but I just never felt like there was a connection. And then in 2014, my parents and I went to a church. Um, someone invited us. We went because there was they were doing something for like um, their daughter. Um, so it was just like a, like a little, little event or whatever. And the next Sunday where we woke up, we got ready for church like we normally did. And the service was the same time. So we got dressed, we came downstairs and we're like, where are we going? So like, it's the same time, same distance where are we going and we decided to go to a christian church and we've been going there since um and then around this so i had been going with my parents in spanish and then i want to say it was around this time in 2016 where i started going in english and it was the same time like my parents would go um it's at 10 so my parents would go in spanish and i would go in english but it was the same um so there they call it campus ground but the same essentially the same area, just two different buildings. Um, I, till now, I mean, obviously not now because COVID, up till my son was born, I would go to church and sit in the second row right behind the pastors and never look back. So um, I don't like sitting (laughs) around people and getting distracted. I like to sit at the very front and focus on what's happening. Um, And for a long time, I would go by myself and I would sit there by myself and I didn't care. Um, And people always come and try to talk to you. And I'm like, I'm not here to make friends. Like, and I know that's a bad, maybe negative and maybe not the outlook. It's not what people genuinely look for when they go there. But I'm like, I'm here for one purpose and one purpose only. And like, no offense, but like none of you are going (laughs) to feel that, you know? And I mean, my husband goes now, but like, I didn't mind in 2016, you know, five years ago. I didn't mind going by myself. I didn't mind sitting there and like connecting. Like I didn't. And I think me doing it on my own allowed me to find like where I fit. Yes, like I'm grateful that I went with my parents. I'm grateful that my husband accompanies me. Like, but I am not the type of person that is ever going to push anything on anybody else. Like I have my beliefs. I have my whatever you want to call them. But if you don't agree with me, it's fine. That's okay. But I'm not gonna not tell you about what I do. I'm not gonna condemn you for believing in something else. I mean, I think overall, you shouldn't be an asshole 
you should be nice, you should be kind and generous and, you know, but that's where I feel like I fit in. And that year was important for me. So the next category is our finance and career. How do you want to... <laughs> I feel like, I, I don't know. Under finances, I wrote, what is money? Because I... My money situation was all bad. It was always bad. Um, so then, you know, getting a teaching gig, it was great, financially stable. Then I gave that up, and then it was like, where we need money now. Um, so which ties into career and business. Cause then I was again, questioning my career route. I was like, am I even doing what I thought that I was supposed to be into this and I'm not. And I mean, podcast line, I know it sounds like my life was very depressing, but I eventually figured it out. So <laughs> it's not all downhill from here. Yeah. I mean, 2016 is when I decided to apply to master's programs and I did that. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, and I was working with my dad, um, and the first half of 2016, we were both, well, we both had two jobs. Mm-hmm. I was working with my dad, mm-hmm. and tutoring at Corona, mm-hmm. and you were also mm-hmm. tutoring in Corona, and working my most current job. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So for my finances, I I just put that I started saving money because at that point I was making money, <laughs> like you know what I thought was big girl money. You know, um, I was working two jobs. I was a tutor, and I was working as a sales rep for San Diego County. So I would travel to San Diego, fun stuff. Um, And then that only lasted maybe like two or three months. And then I started doing flooring. I was like a flooring specialist. So I would put together. So the other day I was actually telling someone what I used to do. And they stared at me like, holy crap, you did all of that? And I was like, "Um, yeah, actually. So basically I worked in a department that put together um, bids, contracts, estimates whatever um for flooring so carpet was one of the options um or like I don't know if people know what vinyl is but it's kind of like people think they have wood in their house but it's not wood (laughs) you know so your your probably your apartment probably doesn't have real wood it's vinyl but anywho um so like I would look at plans and like diagrams and I would put together estimates I'll get pricing I would talk to project managers. I would talk to um, our suppliers. I would order material. I would not, like, I wouldn't buy it myself, but, like, do the purchase order and everything and follow along a project, like, schedule the jobs, allocate the material, like, or get it allocated, um, pay the installers and the contractors, like, get all the nitty-gritty everyday stuff down, and then I had to learn to read contracts. I had to learn to like get like financial paperwork in order. Um, Like I I learned to do a lot 
and that's what I did for till this till 2020 (laughs) you did a lot that was a lot yeah and you put a lot of miles into your car yeah it was kind of far and I feel like um I never called it a career I definitely always called it my job um I didn't I don't think I've ever had a career in mind I mean I'll get into that a little later but um um for romance um in 2016 I got engaged and that was one of the first conversations that I had with Kelvin. I literally talked to him and I was like, look, like we're getting married. And granted, we already had, that's another thing that I'm sure not a popular opinion, but my husband and I have a joint checking account. We don't have our own bank account. We don't have our money separated. I don't believe in that. I no, like I don't. I know it's not a popular opinion, but whatever. So when we got engaged, that was the first thing I told him, like, you're marrying me and my debt. Like, I'm, I'm sorry I'm bringing you this into this, but I still have debt, you know? And I just feel like his support has always just made things easier. So, yeah. Yeah, when you told me that you and Kelvin had a joint bank account I think this was even when I met you like Mm -hmm. even like just early on like you Mm -hmm. told me about that and I was like cool okay I don't know I mean not for everyone I get it I get it not everyone believes in that but I feel like it really either strengthens or doesn't your relationship so either Mm -hmm. you can genuinely trust this person or you genuinely can because if you're like constantly like what are they spending their money on what are they doing you have issues like and I know Kelvin I'm not gonna say hate but I think he really dislikes the fact that I say that I have no clue about our finances like I know how much money we have like I'm not living under a rock or anything but it's like I don't go and check like what did he spend the money on? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. our money, but like, I don't check the transactions. Like if he feels like he needs to buy something and he feels like we have enough money for it. Okay. Buy it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to mm-hmm. question him. So I feel like having a joint checking account can help or it doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, that, that year for us was, like I said, we got engaged. Um, we had met in high school and we started dating um, our like right before our senior year. So it was like the summer of 2009. Um, and by this point, obviously it had been a few years. Clearly. <laughs> it had been a few years. Um, and oh my God, it was seven years. Oh my God. So I guess that seven year, what is it? Seven year itch or whatever. Um, I just think like we were at a point where it was hard for us. So we had both gone to school. We had gone to different colleges. He was living with his parents. I was living with my parents. It was just like, we had a routine of like, we're going to see each other once a week. Like, cause we had work, we had school, we had so much crap. And I think you just get stuck in a routine type of thing. And that year which ties into my next category (laughs) of recreation. But that spring, um, I went to visit family out of state and I went to Oklahoma. And 
us being apart for like two weeks or so it was kind of like I came back and like we both were like what something's wrong like we like something was off and I just feel like at that point we realized like are we going to continue or are we not going to continue this like relationship and I mean obviously we're married (laughs) so obviously we continue this relationship but like we had to make changes to our relationship and I think I don't know like I wasn't prepared for that and I think Mm -hmm. at the moment it was like overwhelming and it was like oh my gosh I'm gonna like I'm gonna you know just like I can't live anymore type of shit like you know very like teenage drama queen shit you know but it's just like you don't like I don't know anything else so it's like what do you mean like what do you mean this is what's happening Mm -hmm. here you know Mm -hmm. um but we just realized like in order for this to continue we have to make changes and one of those changes was Kelvin moving in so I mean I'll talk about that in a later thing but I think for us it was important to like not have those restrictions of like we see each other once a week and we only you know like we only get like two hours on this day or like there was a lot of like scheduling and it was like why are we being limited to only seeing each other like no it was just it was just it it wasn't working for us and like I feel like we've always known we were each other's person and it's just getting stuck in a routine is not okay and I can even now like we've been married three years like you can easily fall into a routine of just like go to work come home hi hello and that's it like that's just the way it is here you know like you don't really have time for extra stuff Mm -hmm. and I think if you don't work in a relationship regardless if it's a significant other or a friend or a family member whatever it may be like I I hate when people are like oh I just I forgot like I know I forget to text people back I know I do but like if I didn't text you on your birthday it's because I really just didn't care like Mm -hmm. I know it's your birthday I chose not to text you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I feel like you have to work you have to work into it. You have to work for it or whatever. Um, because the routine sucks. Like routines aren't fun. Uh, but then we got engaged. So yay. <laughs> clearly the changes worked. <laughs> yeah. Well that's you know, that's nice. Your romance was I mean, I feel like we need to, like, at one point, another story time, like, telling how y'all met, because whenever you tell the story, like, I find it, like, I just, I I can't, (laughs) because I think of, like, I think of you both now, and then I'm like, okay, high school versions of you, I, like, I'm like, I can't, like, thinking of, like, Kelvin, like, he's already, like, a man of very few words and then thinking like high school I'm like (laughs) I I can't like yeah anyways I feel like that would be a great story time (laughs) um what about you (laughs) Um, side note you realize like I think it's been like an hour and we haven't got any to the future I think, yeah, we're probably going to have to cut these up. Like, part one, part two. I like that. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, we have plenty to, to, to like, say. People want to come back and listen to the next one. 
Yeah, it's like, dang, does that girl like with the sad 2016 ever get better? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh my god, that's definitely the quote for the week. Oh god, <laughs> wow. Like, do things look up for her? Like, how did she make it? <laughs> how <did> she make it? <laughs> <laughs> all right then romance uh, for 2016 um my romance so my romance is complicated um <laughs> because I make it complicated um it's no one else's fault but my own to be honest <laughs> um I'm glad you acknowledged <laughs> I mean clearly to this day it is still my fault my own <laughs> it's my own doing it's all on me um no um well okay so 2016 just graduated um uh, do I say their names I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared um are we talking about we should come up with names for these people that's um, his name. El, el Doctor Ilan Pesario. All right, I'm writing that down. <laughs> That's fine. So, El Doctor Ilan Pesario. Yeah. Oh my so, God, I'm totally going to make like a little like, I'm just thinking of the cool graphics that I can make with Can <laughs> you? Like, on this episode, who does she choose? <laughs> Cast your votes. <laughs> link below <laughs> let's hash it out whose fault was it uh. okay so <clears throat> Fanny what did 2016 bring in your love life oh um not much <laughs> um no um so okay um in college um I had two very close guy friends who will remain lame, nameless, but for the sake of this uh, episode, we will call one of them El Doctor and the other one El Empresario. I'll try to keep them, you know, consistent in the storytelling. Um, so yeah, close friends with both um and during 2016 um you know we well 2015 we all finally graduated um el doctor obviously graduated months before me and el empresario um but we all still remained connected um i from first year of college, I definitely had feelings for El Doctor. Um, but of course, like I never did anything about it because I was shy. I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, then came along El Empresario. <laughs> um, he was, was definitely much more confident, um, you know, athletic, smart, um, and, you know, he started getting closer and closer to me and started, you know, 
doing things for me that looking back, like that's not, these aren't things that friends do for one another. Um, I mean, maybe if like, you know, if you're at a level like you and me are Michelle, but Mm -hmm. for a guy and a girl who aren't at that level of friendship, Mm -hmm. eh, but you know, yeah, but you know, college Fanny is very dense. Um, so yeah, um, el doctor, he was also interested question mark I don't know um he also did things that kind of made it seem like he was and wasn't um but the three of us were like we were friends like we actually all hung out all the time um but uh, 2016 came around, we're no longer in college, so it required more effort to keep in touch. Um, with El Doctor, um, I definitely kept in touch with him more, um, just because he was always easy to talk to, um, and there was always something about him that felt like I don't know, it seems so cheesy. That felt like home. And I think that's why like, I felt like such a connection to him. Looking back, I realized that like, I was like legit, like I was in love with him and, but I never did anything. And he was obviously we're also- gonna... <laughs> We're just gonna fly through that? Like <laughs> pretend he didn't. I mean, again, I didn't realize that till years later that that's what I was feeling. Um, but, you know, in 2016, like, we would hang out. And obviously, like, I hung out with El Doctor more. And uh, so that year, um, El Doctor started med school. Um, El Empresario just kind of disappeared however he's one of those that I cut ties with after I came back from the teaching program thing once I came back from that experience and I met up with both of them I realized that my heart was right of who I had you know who felt like home Mm -hmm. um and it was based on their reactions. It was based on what they said. Um, El doctor, yeah, was in med school, but he consistently, at the very least, would text me every now and then when the quarter was like finishing up and he wanted to get together. And we always did. Um, El doctor and I basically went on many dates without them being real dates. Like we, it would just be us two mm-hmm. going to the movies, going to eat, walking around, eating, like just me and him. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing came out of it. Never too late. 
Next five year plan. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long winded answer for Held. <laughs> what fun stuff did you do in twenty sixteen? Uh nothing. <laughs> I mean, um, no, that's not true. Um, twenty sixteen I would stay at your place. So that was fun. Um, um, at the program, met some fun people. Um, there was this other dude that I don't know if he was just really flirty, but like he would always like try to hold my hand and like put his arm around me and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I could say his name because I don't even follow him on Instagram, he doesn't even follow me. Um, yeah, his name was Nick. And yeah, he was just very, at least to me, like he was very touchy. Um, I was like, oh, all right, cool. Is this, is this supposed to be fun? (laughs) I don't feel safe right now. (laughs) Like, is this supposed to lead to, to a fun that you want to have? Because I have lesson plans. (laughs) You just had the fun that you want to have. Oh my God. I can't with you. I can't with you. Because, like, I was stressed, and this guy was just, like, being very kumbaya. (laughs) Maybe he wanted to release your stress. Fuck, Fanny. Jeez. (laughs) Just kept the mood. (laughs) He did, because... So, eventually, I did get a co-teacher, which was his roommate. Um, Mm. And his roommate started dating this one other girl and so he was like oh like we could like go a double date like your co-teacher is going on a date so and I'd be like in my mind I was like I have all these finals to grade what do you mean like I can't do that (laughs) no sir that's not how this works (laughs) anyways but yeah fun recreation um yeah those nights those late night coffee talks at your place um i'm sure you you obviously don't remember but one fun recreational whatever thing that we did that you were a part of was my first mls game oh my gosh that's right yes oh that's right yeah that was yeah it was at the Step Hub Center in mm-hmm. Carson. I feel like we've done a lot of things. And we just forget? Yeah. <laughs> um, that same spring slash summer, my parents went to Mexico on vacation, living it up. And I was here. And I was like literally just, I think COVID had just moved in. So I was like not home alone, I guess. <laughs> I was just like, okay. And I went to see the Lemonade Tour for Beyonce with my mm. cousin. Um, and that summer I went to Tulsa. Or that spring I went to Tulsa. So I mean, I, that's, I did. That's true. You did go to Tulsa because I remember I stayed at your house alone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were house sitting for us. 
Yeah. Didn't you invite like Diana a couple times? Yeah, because I was like, I don't want to be alone. <laughs> Come on down. Yeah. Yeah. How weird you've stayed at my house alone like, without yeah. y'all there. <laughs> yeah. Definitely... I remember I was so stressed because I was like, you also like left me like your alarm codes, and I was like, I don't. It's not working. And then Diana was like, Oh, I got this. <laughs> so she took care of it i was like okay cool it's because i don't she already had i think she already well, she's dana knew our alarm codes from before because mm-hmm. dana's house she's after us before <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because like she's always like te- like whenever she house sits and like she'll text me i'm like i'm gonna be late like my dogs are okay dude like i don't think they care if you're 10 minutes late but anywho so i mean yeah that's I don't think it was like a horrible year, but I don't think it was like a highlight year of anything specific fun that I did. But yeah. Um, do you have something for giving and contribution? Mm, no. I I needed people to give me <laughs> at that time. I needed hope. I needed money. <laughs> Good hug. I mean, El Um, Empresario was trying to give me something along with Nick, (laughs) but I wouldn't accept. (laughs) Thanks. Um, I started, what is it? Tithing? 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 Oh, giving tithe? There you go. (laughs) I was like, you know. (laughs) I started doing that that year. Um, But I really, like, I don't feel like I don't think it was anything like specific of like, oh my God, this was like life changing. No. Um, so we'll just move on to the next one. So the <laughs> next category is home. Um, like I said earlier, um, I didn't know what home meant, like the category. Um, so I literally made it literal. <laughs> so like uh, that's when Kelvin moved in. Um, and I feel like we started making our own space like turning the empty loft upstairs into something that Kelvin felt like was his. Um, yeah, and we got Luna. We welcomed to Luna. She's our little doggy. And she's like obsessed with Kelvin. And yeah. <laughs> she's so cute. She's so tiny. Every yeah. time I come over and I see her, I'm like, Either you're really tiny or my dogs are ginormous. I think it's your dogs because, like, in comparison, I've seen smaller dogs. I think it's just... The fact that I have, like, a freaking human-sized dog. <laughs> right. For podcast land, I... That might have sounded like an exaggeration. My dog, Standing, is as tall as me, and I'm 5'6". And he weighs a total of 120 pounds. He is not overweight. The vet told us so. He's just ginormous. Um, anywho. Um, home 2016. That was a lot of, I guess, for me, redefining what it means, what it meant to move back into my parents' home after one graduating college then moving out then moving back in um 
on top of that, I think, um, which I feel like we'll probably touch upon later on. Um, I, I've always had trouble defining home. Like, for example, like if I'm, you know, going back to where I currently live, the apartment, I very rarely call it home. Mm -hmm. I just say I'm going back to the apartment. Um, if I'm going to my parents' house or whatever, like, it's hard for me to call it home. Yes, podcast land. I agree. That girl talking needs some therapy. That's part of the next part. (laughs) Yes, that's part of the next part where it says health and fitness. We're getting there. But, um, I guess in redefining what it means, you know, what home means to me um and I found home to mean people um so for me um when I went to that teaching program I realized that home was being with you Michelle like I like Mm -hmm. remember like I like the first two weeks out there I was like I miss just that being like in that presence, that warmth. Um, So yeah, like I don't, I didn't define home as like a physical space, but more of like people and the presence, the, the energy, I guess. Yeah. That was my 2016 home. Um, And since I kind of touched upon it, health and fitness um podcast land i went to the doctor finally once in 2016 um the record show yes um due to the fact i was making very unhealthy decisions um with a lot of again like i said my mental health um and also a lot about you know um body wise my physical appearance um which I feel like we'll touch upon another episode but yeah that's that was 2016 for me how about you Michelle um I think this a little bit of the same I was making unhealthy choices so physically I feel like that year I lived better than ever (laughs) um I lost a lot of weight um, I was working out twice a week. I was like getting involved in so many things and I was just like really, really active, but I feel like I was doing it for the wrong reasons. Um, I was trying to find like validation in something that I, it just it didn't make sense. You know, um, I felt like if I looked a certain way or if I, you know, just, I don't know if I was, a, had a different look, I just, things other things would be better and I don't think I'm really good at like like I know know it's gonna sound like I'm a compulsive liar or something but like I'm really good at like like I don't really tell people the details of things so like you know I feel like my like my, my parents or whatever they saw like I was working out and they were like oh my god wow like good for her like we're gonna support her you know, I got them like super motivated and like they were making healthier choices and like, but like, I don't think anyone really knew 
why I was doing it or and I, I don't even think Kelvin knew like I just feel like I'm really good at separating things and like I'm really good at keeping things to myself so like I and that's not healthy obviously <laughs> so like I just feel like there was a lot of unhealthy choices that I was making but I was covering them up with good habits you know meal mm-hmm. prepping and eating right eating clean working out you know going out running whatever like you know trying to find people that were like like-minded and that wanted to have this like better lifestyle or whatever the fuck but in reality it was just like me doing it I don't know to like fit in to find validation to feel like I don't know I don't know I don't even like honestly I look back and I don't even know like who that was Mm. I mean like can I get her waistline (laughs) but today's mindset yeah correct yeah I yeah I remember you were so for me like I was going through similar things I would say um I mean I've always had a lot of issues with um, my physical appearance. Um, it was just something like from a young, at a young age, just I've always dealt with that. Um, but yeah, like I remember that year, like you, I remember I, like you were very disciplined. I remember that. And like, I was amazed at like how much you did and I was, I was like, dang, like this girl has it together. Um, she just relocated. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a interesting time. Yeah, I remember that was also the year I worked out with you a couple times. I remember we went on a run by that trail near oh, your house. Yeah, yeah. I remember like it was me. Yeah, it was me, you, and your parents, and I think yeah. your dad was walking with Jojo, yeah. and and like I remember I was running, and I was like, I can't do this. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't breathe. Yeah, and I then I, I'm like, how did I do all of that? And now yeah. for the life of me, like I can't, like I can't, <laughs> mm. I can't get it together. I just feel like I'm not saying everybody is this way. I'm not. No, I just feel like for me at that time, working out and getting fit was an unhealthy choice mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because it wasn't stemming from something out loud. I would say, oh, it's, you know, to be healthy, to be, you know, whatever, X, Y, and Z, whatever bullshit excuse I was giving, but it wasn't it wasn't that you know and mm-hmm. I mean looking looking back now I, now I can see that it was a problem now I can like I was but now it's like today's Michelle is like the fuck how can I get a little bit of that discipline yeah because that Michelle was very disciplined like you had every meal planned and you like went above and beyond um but I mean, you're right. It's like, you know, when I used to um, 
try to be healthier and all that stuff. There were really just like these fad diets um, that were actually very unhealthy um, for me and my body and also for my mental health. Um, But I was, you know, I was justifying it, doing things for the wrong reasons and not having the right mindset, um, which makes a difference. Um, We are, I mean podcast land you might be like give us more (laughs) um so we are actually gonna be recording and releasing an episode about body positivity so I think we just rather keep our thoughts now to a minimum (laughs) so we can like dive deeper into that um in a few weeks um just because it's a heavy topic and Mm -hmm. we're both we, we both grew up in Latino homes where food was like the center of the home, you know, mm-hmm. yet at the same time, it's like now you're all these, and you're being yeah, yeah, criticized. there are all these expectations of like, you know, the stereotype of what a Latina looks like is also something that Latinos in general, like, want girls to look like for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and in very unhealthy manners. Um, so yeah, I agree. Like these are heavy topics. Um, I know for me, it has led to, um, mentally unstable moments, um, for me personally. So yeah, it is, it is a heavy topic, but a necessary one to address, we just want to like get our thoughts clear for that later episode um because it's going to be a lot of emotion from us but um um on that note so like we said this was a five-year plan episode but we are actually going to be splitting this in two parts so um this was who we were five years ago where we were what we were doing um obviously you know where we are now (laughs) if you have been following us on Instagram and listening to our previous episodes, um, you kind of know where we are and what we're doing now. And we do have somewhat of a list of where we want to be in 10 years or five years, I'm sorry. Um, And we want to like be able to have the time to like express and like explain each of those points. And um, like we mentioned earlier, we're going off of, you know, those 10 life categories and that's what we're basing this off of and we really want to have the time to like explain each one in detail so we're gonna make another episode yeah because that took very long we just it's it's when you start talking about it that you realize that yeah a lot happened yeah and a lot is expected for you know five years from now yeah so yeah so on that note, um, stay tuned for the upcoming episodes. Definitely follow us on Instagram where you can get more information and kind of just more updates on where we're at, what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, like we said in previous episodes, we have a lot of content uh, planned. Um, and we're super excited uh, to have you all join us on this journey. Um, so yeah. Until next time.
Yeah, so from now till then, um, Venmo us money for coffee. A, B, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Um, C, follow us on Instagram at Cafe After Hours Podcast. And I'm just totally kidding about the Venmo thing. Like, you guys really don't have to send us money, but it would be nice. Yeah, we do like coffee. I guess we can quickly say current Starbucks orders. Yes. So, actually... I haven't been going to Starbucks much. I've been going to Tierra Mia. I hate you. Oh, well, it's it's okay. I don't, I don't have money here. <laughs> what is your current coffee order then? Um, so current coffee order, which I got this morning, um, is an horchata latte mm. with almond milk. Mm. Um so podcast land if you have a tierra mia near you i would highly suggest orchata latte it could be over iced it could be hot but you will not be disappointed yeah those are really good um i don't have one near me (laughs) but you know whatever it is what it is um my current starbucks order is basically my usual but a little different (laughs) so it's a blonde vanilla latte or iced blonde vanilla latte with oat milk so i changed it from almond milk to oat milk Mm, that is actually really good the last time i went into starbucks i did order that it is really good it's just, you know, it's just... And it has, like, perfect. the right amount of, like, espresso in it. Like, mm. you, the right amount of kick. Yeah, need. and if you have not had a blonde, um, the blonde roast, you definitely should. The blonde uh, vanilla latte, I think, is a good start. Um, if you want to go ham, like sometimes we do. Um, <laughs> Kelvin likes uh, blonde Americano, which not all, like, not all Starbucks locations have it. So you gotta check it out. Um, a blonde Americano um, with coconut milk. And oh. he gets um, either vanilla or caramel in it, um, depending on when we get Americanos, we usually get like a venti, which is like really fucking bad, but you know, whatever. Um, that is so, like, your hearts are like beating a million miles and a I, minute. We'll go to sleep, we'll take a nap like right after. Like we don't are not affected by caffeine. Um, yeah, so he'll do the Americano with either vanilla or caramel. So you guys can try that too. So follow us. Um, send us your your guys's um, coffee orders so we can try them out. See what we like. Get new. Oh, yeah. Uh, talk to you guys soon. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. Bye.